Well, you know these guys? I sure do. They know you. Much respected. Tremendous. They are rootsy. Yep. They are... They got it going on. They, yeah. That's they're happening. What was, that's what they're happening. They work hard, they play hard. They, they play hard, they work hard. They look good, they feel they, good. That, yeah, I could have said the same Pretty thing. much all you need. You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, welcome to The Wrestling Life, episode 131, here at the end of the third week of September now. That sounds about right. Alright, I'm Liam. And I am Ethan. And we are here with our second show of the week here to preview uh, WWE No Mercy 2017. It's been five whole weeks since the last WWE pay-per-view. And uh, this one honestly kind of snuck up on us, but uh, here we are to run down the show. Um, I'm a, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm going to be relying on Ethan. You're go- you're going to have to be the one carrying this match. I I will be the broom, and oh you boy. will be Ric Flair trying to carry me to a to a three and a quarter star match here. I think this may uh, end up more like the Royal Rumble match where Triple H tried to carry Steiner, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> But, I'm uh, sorry, yeah. I, didn't, I don't mean to negatively compare you to Scott Steiner. I love Scott Steiner. <laughs> no, he's that's that's fair. 2003 Scott Steiner uh, and I are are probably pretty similar when it comes to uh, podcast talent. Um, it's still, still just, it's my one of my favorite stories in the history of wrestling is that they buried all the baby faces and they had to go get one off the street. <laughs> 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 they hired Scott Steiner. Anyway, yes. I know we're trying to trying to do rapid fire here, and I'm talking about the 2003 Royal Rumble. <laughs> of course, of course, as it's a trademark, uh, as is tradition on the on the wrestling life. But yes, we are here to preview this year's No Mercy 2017. Uh, how are you feeling about this show overall? Are you excited? Are you interested? Obviously, the top matches are noteworthy, but how are you feeling at the, uh, oh, about the show as a whole? I'm pumped about the top two matches, Braun and Brock and Cena and Roman. I'm really excited about both of those. I want to see what they do. I want to see what kind of match Cena and Roman have, and I want to see if they're going to put the title on Braun. Um, I, yeah. Uh, aside from that, I mean, that's, you know, 50 to 60 minutes out of a three-hour show, a <laughs> uh, three-hour-plus show counting pre-show and whatever they however long past 11 o'clock they go on a sunday night but so i'm excited for those things and the rest of the show i could take or leave to be honest with you yeah that that seems to be a fair assertion as far as uh what i've seen on twitter uh those those uh those top matches which we'll get to in our official preview we'll talk about what we would do but uh, no pre-show currently announced at the time that we're recording at press time, but we can probably surmise that it'll, it'll, it'll involve the Hardy Boys or somebody, and uh, I don't know, the Drifter will sing a song. Or oh, I'm sorry, he's not the Drifter anymore. He's Elias, but uh, that's right. He'll probably sing. I like a song. that guy. You love you love Elias now. Is that correct? Yeah, I like that guy. 
Fair I mean, he's an opening he's an opening match comedy guy, but or you know, a second match on the card comedy guy. But I'm cool with that. He's you know, you need an Elias on, on the show. And he's really good. And I particularly enjoyed on Raw this week where he threatened the child in the crowd and the child's mother. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for good measure. Yeah, he no, gets he's, legitimate he's... He gets Sorry, legitimate heel heat. He gets legit heel heat. Who who else on the show does? That's that's absolutely fair. Roman Reigns. Um, True. All right, so let's get to the show with the matches that have actually been announced. And I'm guessing what might be the opener is the Miz uh, versus Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental Championship. They ended Raw this week with Jordan winning a six-pack challenge. He beat the Hardys and Elias and Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Uh in a six-pack challenge to get this shot, and then Miz laid him out. Uh, time to pull the plug on this Jason Jordan thing, or do you think it's good that they're doubling down? I like it bell to bell. I think it's a lost cause in terms of the, the Kurt Angle stuff. Like, Kurt's trying. It's just the people don't buy it, and I don't know how you get out of it. But you, you're not doing Jason Jordan any favors, <laughs> um, which is kind of how... Which is one, you know, obviously there are only one of two ways that that it could go, and I think it, it went the poor way. Um, I don't ever need to see the Miz main eventing Raw again. I've, it's like the third time in the last month and a half or two months where I've seen the Miz uh, main eventing Raw. I don't need to see Bo Dallas ever again in my entire <laughs> life. I I cheered when I realized that at least Jason Jordan broke his stupid sunglasses when he threw him out of the ring on Monday. <laughs> um, way too much Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel in my life. And uh, I don't know. I feel for Jason Jordan. The guy's talented. It's not a bad promo either. They just saddled him with this crap. And I even liked it as a, yeah, let's see if a wacky wrestling angle works in 2017. Turns out it doesn't. And <laughs> poor Jason Jordan's career is probably really because of that. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, we tried. <laughs> All right, so next we have the fatal five-way match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss, <sighs> Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus the returning Bailey, who uh, happened to be way more over since she's been off TV. Uh, funny how that works. Uh, yeah, what are you feeling I, about I, this match? I listened to the Observer show this week, and Dave and Brian were like, "Oh man, Bailey got no reaction when she came." I'm like, "Were you guys watching the same show that I was?" Like, <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> Bailey got a really big reaction. Um, I mean, the you know, crowd was, wasn't into a lot; like, it was a quiet crowd. But as far as stuff, it was had, a, the loudest wasn't quiet a ver- crowd wasn't got. a very full building, right? Sorry. But as as far as you know, the loudest that very quiet crowd got was probably for Bailey and maybe for Roman Reigns and Braun. Like there weren't too many things they were louder for than Bailey. Agreed. A lot of empty buildings uh, the last month or so. I'm not sure what that says, but um, I don't know. Not feeling this. I still think, obviously, Vince only cares about blonde women, and so <laughs> Alexa Bliss is his handpicked star. You know, before they started trying to push her down our throats, I was kind of starting to come around on Alexa. And I think that she's pretty good given her level of experience. And as far as like her character work, 
she's better at playing her character than most people are on this show. That said, they've pushed her to the point where I don't care to see her anymore. <laughs> but my mindset is kind of, okay, well, if Naya and Alexa is the thing that Vince has a giant raging hard on for, then go ahead and, and let that be the feud. Why do they need the title? And instead his mindset is going to be, they're going to feud over the title. And then if Bailey and Sasha or Sasha and Emma or Bailey and Emma or Oscar, when Oscar gets thrown in the mix, whoever else gets thrown in that mix, that's going to be the non-title program. And it's like, the, are you like why that's so backwards also i was thinking watching these oscars coming vignettes on raw this week oscar for all the fur coats and the ridiculous costuming and plastic masks and face paint and neon hair and all that stuff oscar is completely real she is real <laughs> and vince mcmahon hates real he's got a <laughs> He's got to vince it up. He's got to he's got to vince everything up. He's got to vince up Nakamura, calling him the artist and all that stuff. And that's pretty mild what they've done to Nakamura, by the way. But he's got to, especially on Raw, his three-hour variety show. He thinks he, he thinks he's Lord Michaels or something, and he's putting on skits. And he's got to vince it up. What is he going to do to Asuka? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure part one is is give her a weird nickname because anytime he doesn't, even if they already come with a nickname, he'll give them another one. Like like the Neville Landish. Yes, or like when Neville got there, he was he was the man who gravity forgot already, <laughs> and then all of a sudden one week he came out and he was the man that gravity forgot. The new sensation. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, anyway, uh, I think Alexa's Alexa's keeping the title. Nia will be her for it, and then Asuka will come in and feud with Nia. Is my prediction. That seems about right. Uh, up next, we have Neville versus Enzo Amore for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, we did not do a show last week for health and just not wanting to reasons, and, and scheduling reasons. I also. I spend That's like right. I spend like ninety percent of my life now walking my dog. I spent three <laughs> hours tonight, three hours walking my dog before we started recording this show. Three hours. We Fair walked enough. almost seven miles. Fair enough. Uh, I, I did not mean to uh, to touch your nerve. I was trying to be funny, <laughs> but it's uh, a very raw nerve right now. Fair enough. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, we did not do a show last week. Uh, so Enzo has made some people really mad. And they are taking it out on him on on live raw television every week. Uh, so, what do you think? The room leader is standing up for the the traditional values of the wrestling business. Yes, uh, Miz Miz cut a straight out of like late nineteen ninety nine WCW shoot promo on how Enzo had to go to the cruiserweights, which. Uh, Burying every single person in that cruiserweight division, talking about how how about how Enzo had to go into that division because nobody on the main roster wanted to work with him, uh, and then and uh, talking about how he's a loser and how he got kicked out of the dressing room and he wants to spend all his time and all his money taking pictures with rappers and 
and all this stuff. And then uh, this this past week on, on television, on the go-home show before his big title match with Neville, he just got beat up by Braun Strowman and then beat up by Neville. So, like, I mean, the the weird part of my brain is going, oh, my God, Enzo's going to win the title on Sunday. Uh, what do you think? I think they're going to keep burying him. I think they're really upset at him, and, like, nine months from now, they'll try to rehab him. But I think they're done with him for now. <laughs> and that's stupid given how over he was as recently as two weeks ago. And then they've really done a hatchet job on him the last two weeks, straight, as you mentioned, straight out of Vince Russo's playbook, or at least that era, just so we don't get Vince Russo people mad. It seems like that seems like uh, the kind, the level of podcast that we would get into a feud with. <laughs> Vince Russo's yeah. the brand, but <laughs> or ter- Wait, chicken next. Didn't he lose yeah, the brand? He did. He did. Or he allegedly double crossed the guy that ran that for him. Uh, and since started something with the the former newsman from the Don and Mike shows podcast network. Um, it's called like chicken necks or something now. I don't know. Something that doesn't make sense to anyone other than Vince Russo. <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll try rehabbing Enzo in like nine months, but I think I think they're gonna try to teach him a lesson now because he made the mistake of of being really good, I guess, and daring to enjoy his time off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just such a mess, and it just seems so counterproductive. And it's it's like that cruiserweight needs all the help. It, uh, that cruiserweight division needs all the help it can get anyway, and uh, it's just. No, 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 no good. Like, say say all that stuff all you want to him backstage. Say it to him from the minute he gets to the building to the minute he steps out onto the stage. But as soon as he hits that stage, as long as he keeps delivering, don't bury the guy. Right. It's really dumb. <laughs> Do you hate money? <laughs> That's a question you could ask a lot um, when it comes to this company lately. All right, so up next, we have Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt with oh. a special stipulation of no face paint allowed in this match. Oh. This is the dirt worst. I've turned a corner on Bray. I know you've been on, you know, you've been against him for quite a while. I groan audibly when I, when I see the Firefly thing on television or when the thing that happens before his promos or teleportation happens. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I was actually a little bit excited that, that Dustin was going to have a good match with him on Raw this week. And I tell you what, that might be the best like three-minute match I've ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Dustin Rhodes on offense for two minutes and 55 seconds of it? Yeah, the guy's incredible. It's like the Shawn Michaels thing, where Shawn Michaels <laughs> was really good in the 90s, and then he got hurt and went away. Except for Goldust, it was like uh, he had... Uh, substance abuse issues and went away and then he came back and then like in his 40s he became like the best worker in the company and it's yeah. like I, I don't think Goldust can go I don't think he can go hang with Okada in New Japan or you know work right. guys that guys that work you know and and at a ridiculous pace like that but in terms of see not many guys in WWE work the old slow WWE main event style anymore either. I think that's kind of a misnomer. I think you know Seth Seth works his 
fast as anybody. I mean, he moves kind of in slow motion, but anyway, and this is, I'm digressing to a large degree here. It's really good. Bray uh, sucks. He needs to go away for like six months. And come, he, he can come back in six months. But even then, even then the character needs to have a twist. Like he's got to be like really into dolls. Or he's, <laughs> or he's got to like carry he a He can have an old truck. He can have an old truck that he likes to tinker with. Yeah, or or carry like Scott, uh, Samoa Joe's sword or something. Like <laughs> he's he's got to have he's got to have like a more murderous edge to him because right now he's just the uh, the wacky guy and the wacky guy sucks and Finn has been dragged down to his level. Yeah, this is this is ruined Finn Balor and like Finn still gets a an above average reaction when he comes out, but. As has been proven with Enzo and Zack Ryder and Dolph Ziggler and everybody, you know, there's a limit to how much BS people will put up with before they just give up on you. So hopefully they haven't reached that level yet with Finn. All right, so we have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defending the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships against Cesaro and Sheamus. I feel like I've seen this match a million times, even though I've only seen it like once. Uh, I feel like I've seen singles matches. They did a three-way on Raw this week involving Gallows and Anderson. Um, I don't know. Are you excited at all for this? Are you Are you ready to move on? The Cesaro and Sheamus team, while maybe very good in theory, and they're probably one of the better teams. I don't know. There aren't that many teams in the company right now. They're one of the like six best teams in the company, and a company that has six teams. But... Um, <laughs> I got nothing against those guys, uh, except for Seamus, who uh, hurts people for real. I got nothing against Cesaro, and I really don't have much against that team. But they're just there's there's way too much of that of them on Raw, and they should be heels. And they have this badass babyface entrance, even though I know I'm the one leading the charge on they don't do faces and heels anymore. But <laughs> um, no, I'm not excited for this, and I feel like Seth. And Seth has been knocked down kind of to Dean's level, which is not a compliment. Yeah. And I got nothing against Dean. I like Dean. Uh, I like Renee. But what? But um, bang bang. Seth has been kind of dragged down to that mid cards, maybe slightly upper mid card level. And like Seth should be a main eventer. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is this is doing no one any favors either. Just filling filling three hours of raw every week. Pretty much. Um at least at least we're getting some good matches out of it. I will say that's that's a small silver lining. I thought the match on uh, Raw so, on, on I thought the match on Raw on Monday with Gallows and Anderson wasn't good. I thought it was just long. Oh, fair enough. That's I thought I thought Seth and Dean were very good in that match. I'll I'll give them that. That's that's fair. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm very much ready for them to move on. Um, I'm not. So I think this they they can have a they can have a you know a big blowout match and do near falls and everything and have Seth and Dean win and just move on to feuding with. Uh, I I don't know. Kurt Hawkins <laughs> can get a partner or something. I don't know. Uh, got to find another team, I guess. But uh, anyway, that's that's small potatoes. Uh, moving on to the the big potatoes, or perhaps the the meat of the meal, we've got John Cena versus Roman Reigns. 
I don't think actually the first time ever. I think they had a match on like a Raw at some point. But as far as in their current eras as being the big two top guys, this is a big time main event. WWE has their quarterly reports coming up. And so they are stacking the September show. And they got John Cena and That's why they're doing that. That's why they're doing this. Yes. (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) Uh, So that's probably why they're doing that. But are are you excited? We kind of talked about this on our last couple shows about the work shoot stuff. Did you like Reigns' go-home promo? Are you still excited for this match? Are you less excited than you were when the match was first announced? No. I'll tell you, I am more excited than when the match was first announced. And I'm still, I still don't like the work shoot stuff, but I will say I like that the work shoot stuff has brought out a more genuine Roman Reigns. Like, I believe the Roman Reigns that cut that promo on Monday more than I believe the all shucks, suffering succotash, uh, wisecracking guy. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in the guy that curses (laughs) and, and, he comes um, off like a jock. Is that fair? Sure, sure. Like a, like a tough I'm not sure. dude, a tough, proud dude. I'm not sure you want your top baby face that does make a wish being that guy, but right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like what the wrestling business used to be and what the wrestling business is now. <laughs> it's like for for the old wrestling business, that's a fine thing for a top baby face to be when it's done well and he's cool enough, you know what I mean? Or he's cool enough and tough enough. Right. I, I like, I like the, the, what this has brought out in Roman and it's kind of an interesting little twist of Cena kind of being the Dwayne Johnson in his, in this feud. And it's kind of like, I think as you said, it's kind of the feud that everyone does with Cena now. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're a part, you're a part timer. And in that sense, it's lazy to just keep doing the same thing over and over again at the same time. Roman's kind of been pretty good in, in, in all of this. And Cena, I'm not sure I had to bury Roman the way that they've allowed him to bury Roman, but uh, he's been really good too. At least, you know, in the, I'm not sure. John's been kind of rough in the ring of late. <laughs> and I'm not sure what to expect um, from this bell to bell, but Roman's really good. And Cena has a history of having really good matches particularly with guys that can't work, let alone with a guy that can work and that's the level of athlete of Roman Reigns. So I'm I'm excited for this match. I do have to just say I will never forgive Roman Reigns for reminding me that Alex Riley was a thing that existed. Oof. <laughs> that was that was a dagger. Oof. Um, I, it, it, it answered my question, though, of why Alex Riley and John Cena have heat. And at least in Roman's mind, it's because, well, Cena saw Riley as a threat. I guess, right? He's looked too much like <laughs> It's pretty hilarious. I pretty mean, hilarious. It, is it that different than than Triple H getting mad because Chris, Chris Jericho wore his ponytail the same way? Exactly the same thing. It's like they're not any, they're in no way the same, but they sort of vaguely look similar. So I got to go bury him to management. Well, the thing is, Hunter was burying everyone he could at the time. And Jericho was really good, which I think might actually be the reason. <coughs> he, he was trying to bury him. Right. That's probably fair. Um, 
but yeah, that's that that was a an interesting line to to just throw out there randomly. But yeah, like I've said this before, I said it on the last show. I'll say it on every show forever. Work shoot stuff sucks. I don't like it. I don't want it on my wrestling show anymore. Get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. But I bet this will be a good match. All right, let's All go right. home, please. And finally, we have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Title. Uh, is it time to change the title here? Sure, why not? Braun's really over, and you can always get it back to Brock if you have to at Royal Rumble or something. If you are absolutely dead set on doing that, but yeah, I'd 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 switch it. How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I've seen some people say, "Hey, you know, Braun could be one of your next big stars, so you should wait and have him win the title at a big show at a WrestleMania next year." Or, SummerSlam next year or something. And to that, I just got to say, you know, sometimes the right time isn't the biggest show of the year. Sometimes the right time is just the right time. And he's really, really popular right now. He is getting gigantic reactions every week. And can anyone honestly tell me that they think with another six months of WWE booking him that he'll be more over? Oh, no way. Everybody's less over. Everybody, right, is. and right, and that's so that's so that's my thing. And it's like you, this is this is the most over he's been. It reminds me of when they booked themselves into a corner with Ryback and CM Punk at that Hell in a Cell show. They booked Ryback to be a monster. That pay per view did that was still traditional pay per view back then. That did a better than average number because people were going to see. They bought that show to see the finish to see what they were going to do. With, with the, this unbeatable monster and the and the champion who had been unbeaten for a year, and they ended up doing a screwball finish, and they killed Ryback. Um, now Ryback probably would have ended up killing his own career because he's Ryback. But with with this case with Braun, it's like there's never going to be a better time. He's never going to be more over than he is to me right now. So I think it's like yeah, the right time is the right time, and sometimes that means you gotta you got to strike while it's hot and not try to just hold it off and hold it off for the quote-unquote big shows. Completely concur. And, you know, they could even... I could also see them punting this decision down the road because I don't think it's a no-DQ match or anything. So they are, you know, kind of... They've forced themselves into, into booking an actual finish unless you do, like... Paul low blows Braun or something and you kick the can down the road a couple months and you give yourself a little more time uh, to make a choice. I could see them doing that. Yeah, that is the, <laughs> that's the kind of thing they, they like to do on pay-per-view sometimes. Alright, but that uh, that is the WWE No Mercy show coming up on Sunday. Uh, certainly those top two matches I think are going to be really entertaining and I think they'll definitely get the uh, the Twitter sphere a buzzing and uh, we'll be watching and I'm sure you will too. So thank you everybody for listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. This was the wrestling life episode 131. And until next time, hopefully I'll be back to normal and Ethan can steer this ship away from the iceberg that I've driven it towards. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Adios.
Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Go right into the second one. Yep. All right. All right. I've got the card up. So this seven matches announced. So they'll probably they usually throw one on like Thursday night as I'm putting the final touches on editing. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Well, we'll, I mean, we can probably theorize it'll probably be the Hardys and somebody because they're not on the show currently. Yeah, you just sit. You know, say it doesn't matter. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, it's a great point. Everybody, they really... You cut out there. Hello? Ethan? Son of a bitch. Hello? For a second, are you back? One more time? Okay, well, I'm not sure if anybody can hear me. But uh, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. So we're just going to wrap it up here. I try to keep on keeping on.